Okay, you guys, you're literally not gonna. Okay, Scout and I are back together again. I'm in Scout's apartment in Paris, and we were just pon- having a conversation and decided that we needed to mic up like briefly to just rejoin on the pod. Scout, how are you? I'm feeling good. Feels good to be here. I mean, I just. How surreal. What a full circle moment this is. Right? You thought Amsterdam was a full circle moment? So much has happened to us since then. I know. I think so much has happened to both of us since then. I've Wait. managed to have not one, but two situationships in another language. Yeah, and they were like deep. Like you were I deep know. in it. You were balls deep. Balls deep. Okay, we were just speaking on um, like past events and we were just going into a, let's just, let's not say a last name, but we'll just say, um, let's say, it, we'll say like ED. Yes. Not that doesn't stand for eating disorder. That stands for someone's initials. Yes. I was name dropped on a podcast. Yes. So our school, our, uh, so the high school that Scout would have gone to if, if they didn't move and the high school that I went to that our middle school fed into and we met in elementary school, middle school. And um, we met over if 10 you hear years Bryson ago. Tiller, yeah, I know. Right. I think also fair point. It is important to continue relationships with people that knew you when you were young. Yes. Agreed. Um, if you hear Bryson Tiller in the background, it's because Scout is having a, um, what would you call it? 2016 music resurgence? Regression. Yes. <laughs> Regression, not a resurgence. Um, and so this, so the high school that I went to had a podcast club and that's like where I, I, I did a podcast with them. It was the first time I'd ever appeared on podcast and it was shit. Cause I was so unprepared. I literally, I did a shot before I did like three shots before and I got called like an hour beforehand to be like, Hey, someone dropped out of the pod. Do you want to be on? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Um, and I brought Daniela with me. So Daniela and I actually potted together for the first time at the same time, which was kind of cr- potted. Like the Daniela I know? Daniela, no, um, Daniela Barrera is my friend from high school. Uh-huh. Um, she went to St. Paul and then went to St. Viator freshman year and then went to Maine South with me. But um, she's been on the pod a couple times. Uh, and Recurring character. Vibes. Literally recurring character vibes. Um, shout out to Daniela. Hey. She okay, but Loki, I'm a recurring character. You are a recurring character in my like... Emphasis like, on the character part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> recurring character. Um, but yeah, so on this podcast, this is not the episode that I was on, but these people that we really did not know very well um, when we were younger like we did not run in the same circles but you know like friendly exchanged a few words um they like name dropped scout on this podcast years after they moved out of our town and i was like like five years after five years yeah no you're like i I think i texted you or told you about this at some point i think like senior year of high school when we had like we were seshing with um with our homie and then also someone who shall not be named. Yes, someone who shall not be named. Um, and we were hanging out and we were just like talking about it. And we had told Scout that um, this ED person who was uh, ran the club that the podcast was like made from and ED like name dropped Scout and was like, yeah, Scout was ahead of their time. Like word like. Scout, like, we didn't get it. Like, Scout got it, and we just didn't get it. We weren't ready. Or, like, some shit like that. Like, I, I just think that's kind of iconic. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I still think about this a lot when we were in Amsterdam, and you said, like, the amount of girls in our town with, like, the neon pink Eiffel Tower-themed bedrooms oh, fuck yeah. that <laughs> shat their pants when I moved to Paris. And, I mean, when I taught myself fluent fucking French... Yeah. Um, because, you know, just as one does, um, I mean, it's like, I think a lot about the fact that, like, my teenage self never could have even predicted what, um, (laughs) what I have gone through up until now, because if I told myself, like, when we met that, I would be um, a Jewish sex worker writing a book living in Paris. I d- like nothing in my life at that time would have prepared me to grapple with any of that. Um, right. And the fact that 
if you told me that I would be visiting you in Paris, <laughs> like, oh, in like 10 years time, you're going to be in Scott Brown's apartment in Paris. I mean, I don't th- like, I don't know who out of our little I friend like, group I would have expected to be like of anyone who would visit me. But right? like, I mean, here we are. Here we it's, are. No, that's what like I think Paul about. Rudd and um, whoever it is. Look at us. It was Holly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you think about, like, the people that you're friends with in elementary school, like, I'm talking some playground pals, and except not playground because our friends were mopes who would, like, sit in the corner, <laughs> sit literally in the most the co- most corner of corners. Remember and the squeaky black depressed. market trade? Literally, we had a squeaky, squeaky black market trade. Squeakies, if you guys was... don't remember, are, like, these little, like, ob- they were, like, Pencil toppers. Foods. They were literally pencil toppers, and they were squishy, and they had, like, houses, and, like, there was a cupcake, like, bakery, and I had the cupcake bakery, and I think you had, you had one, you had, like, the cruise ship, no, I had the cruise ship, you had, like, the rainforest or something. I can't even remember. I just, I literally blocked out. They were like squishy, like rubbery, like made it like made of like carcinogen plastics. Like that was our version of like lead paint. I feel like, (laughs) you know, and we would trade them and we were all obsessed with them and people would be like, there was this one girl who like, like, fuck off. There was a bad trade and like, what was the bad trade? Drop names. I literally don't even re- wait. She you can drop names the, now. This is no the redhead girl with the twin brother, Emily Kelly, and she buried some of my squinkies under the baseball field. <gasps> she did not. Yeah. Oh my god. For context, Emily Kelly didn't walk at eighth across the stage at eighth grade graduation because she got caught stealing money from a teacher to buy drugs from another guy who's who from another guy who also did not walk at eighth grade graduation and now he's a marine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh. I mean, it's funny because there's such a gap in my knowledge because I dipped. Yeah, you dipped, like, in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. The, so all of the people so that peaked that. in middle school, because there were the people that peaked. You missed in- it when um you weren't around when Parker O'Meara got, like, kidnapped into rehab in the middle of the night and all of his friends were like, yeah, fuck him. Like, he just disappeared and, like, left out of he nowhere. Was, like, and the then he was, like, the worst to me. Yeah, no, he sucked. Um, He was a cunt to me, too. And he um came back, like... And then he came back and he was like, yeah, my parents had me, like, kidnapped and sent to wilderness rehab. And everyone was like, oh, cool. What? <laughs> like, what? Like, Paris Hilton-level wilderness rehab. Yeah. I... Like, the fact that I'm, I'm like, a few degrees away from someone who that happened to, I'm like... I know someone who went to wilderness rehab and they're still not okay from it. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops a perk every once in a while. Yeah. Respectfully. <laughs> Um, but we were talking about Squinkies, so there was a bad trade. Yeah, I literally... Did you have a bad trade with Emily Kelly and that's yeah. why she buried your Squinkies? What constitutes a bad trade? I don't even remember anymore. I mean, it's so funny, though, because my mom remembers all of my, like, dumb middle school shit so much better than I do. By the way, my mom wants us to FaceTime her. Oh my god, I'd be so down. Um, we should do that later. Yes. But I just... I cannot even... Like, that is such a gap in my... No- I don't remember things from Park Ridge. I, I get, like, bits and it, pieces. You, I, like, blocked out a lot. Yeah. Me. I'd be like, what, what, what's wrong with me? And I was like, I actually don't know. Yeah. I, actually, I actually don't know. Yeah. Um, but I... Yeah, guys. Fun plus of getting bullied as a child is you end up with a lot of swag and a lot of gaps in your No, mind. exactly. But Work. we're literally... We're, like... And then you like, end up in Europe and you're just really cool, so... Yes. Um... And then you and then you have also have bangs. That's not something yes. you can control. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of Europe, though, I figure it's time for me to bring this up tonight. We are going to. So there is a man that has done me dirty. Speak on it. Uh, in another language, and um, so tonight. We are going to go to his apartment because he has not responded to me in two weeks. We are going to put a note on his door because my jacket is still at his place. How long has this jacket been at his place? Since Yom Kippur. So that is September 24th. Hold on. He has had it's my- been that. Okay. My brain is definitely scrambled because it's been since September. Yeah. Yeah. 
for context, we are recording this on November 10th. So it has been it, a it month and a half. A month and a half. Okay. I think okay. it's just lazy, honestly, at this point. Honestly, I feel like that's pretty par for the so, course for men with big dicks, is they yeah. get lazy. Fuck a 26-year-old fool with a 9-inch dick. Oh, and um, so I, I know we talked about this earlier, but I love that I'm at the place in my relationship with my mom where I can tell her that this guy is a loser who thinks he can get away with murder because he has a big dick. And she literally told me every guy she's ever been with with a big dick has just either not known how to use it or just been a total asshole. Um, sounds pretty... Sounds like it tracks. Yes. Read so, the letter. Um, oh my god, that's what I wrote. Yeah, I wrote it on an envelope. You wrote it on an envelope. Is your address on there? No, it is not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. So, the one side is Guillaume... Give me back my jacket, in all caps, three exclamation point. This is in French, though. Yes. <laughs> For um, Other side is, do you really think you're the only hot Jewish guy with a big dick in Paris? Per. Um, I would make that the title of the episode, but I think Spotify would take it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can always censor it. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I probably should. I'm going to put that in my notes app right now. Continue talking. Yes. So anyways, um, this insane guy, really cute, but also I just found a cuter version of him. Unfortunately, not Jewish, but I mean, what can you do? Um, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we hooked up, uh, we had, like, a decent time, um, he was really mean to me until after he came, um, and- That sucks. Yeah, and then we had, like, a nice, cute little moment, like, a tender kind of moment where I was, like, being very open and candid about the fact that I don't know anything about my Jewish ancestors and, you know, but- You should do Ancestry.com. Yeah, but or like one of also, those things where you sell your DNA and like your twenty three and me just um I've been wanting to do that, but twenty three and me, uh, hackers just doxed like everyone in the system with Ashkenazi DNA. No fucking way. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh huh. And this is like what like a month. Wait, I think Aaron's done that. Oh, yeah. This was like a month before October seventh too. Um. So like I have. I have been really, but anyways, okay, so we have, like, a cute moment. I recite the Shema for him, which is, like, the one prayer that all Jews are supposed to know, um, and it was, it was cute. He told me my ancestors were all around me. It was, it was really, really sweet, and then he just, like, stops responding in a consistent manner men will literally have the most like ten they'll do the most intimate thing you can do with another person with them and you'll have the most tender intimate moment like with them and then they'll just and then they'll just like disappear yeah so that's basically what happened unreal um hope hashem smites him for that um but yeah so um it was it was really cute, but he isn't getting back to me. And then when we're talking, he's treating me like shit over text. Because, like, it was different over text. Wait, is this person. the guy who the letter is about, or is this the new guy? Um, no, this is Guillaume. Oh, this is Guillaume. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. That was that. And I told him I didn't want to see him anymore. Um, and then he, like acted like kind of apologetic but not really he just said sorry i didn't think i was hurting you like after <laughs> after some of the things it's me that he farting said, in his mouth um he in a gross way like not a sexual way yeah in fact so the um the straw that broke the camel's back was Great he thing. sent he sent me a tutorial on how to suck dick <gasps> he did not like you didn't tell me that you didn't tell me that Oh wait, this was the thing that you were gonna s- you send me a voice memo and then I was like, no, I'm not gonna listen to it. No, that was pod. about Anna Karina. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that later on the pod. Yes, of course. Because we have an errand to run. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Um, fucking Guillaume. This errand has got to be errand soon. Yes. We just wanted to hop on the pod for like a brief bit and then we're going to, we're going to tune back in later, but we wanted to hop on for like a quick 15 minutes. Yeah. So as one does was like, yeah. So he sends me, he sends me this tutorial and I'm just like, I'm fucking done. And, um, but then October 7th happens and I'm, I'm texting all my J swipe hoes, you know, saying just like for context, if you couldn't infer that J swipe is a Jewish dating app, it's like Jewish Jewish Tinder. Tinder. Yes. Okay. Gender. Gender. Oh my God. Like when people used to call Birkenstocks jandals. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Continue, please. Yes. So I, I texted all my J swipe hoes, just making sure that like they were okay, telling them if they needed anything, I'm here. Um, You're too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really am. I'm Hashem's gift to this world. But, uh. anyways, so he was the last one to respond to me. And then I'm starting to get horny because, like, nine-inch dick. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like, what can you do? I mean, I fucking... Nine-inch dick, what can you do? I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just can't help myself. You know what? You're so real for that. You're, like, saying the things that no one else wants to say. Yeah, I say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Um, I say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that was that. And then we are texting again, and I'm thinking maybe everything is going to be better, and then nothing changes. Um, so... We haven't spoken since I told him that all my friends told me to drop him. Cause and the reason why oh, you hood his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um, for context as well. Aries Sun, Cancer Moon, I don't know his rising. Oh. Taurus Mercury, Aries Venus, wait for it. Virgo Mars. Ew. I know. So anyways, Ew. um That's like just closed off and angry. Yeah. So s- the second straw that broke the camel's back, because there was the the, the second hump of the camel, so <laughs> to speak, um, emphasis on the hump part, is um, he tells me that he expects me to come over to his place and just suck his dick. No sex, just sucking his dick. He really thought he ate with that one. Yeah, and I'm he like... He really thought he ate. So I ask him, like, how many girls do this for you? Um, and he said, three since the last time I saw you. And I was... Well, how long had it been since the last time you saw him? This was two weeks ago, so it had been a month. It had been, So in the span of a month, he had three girls to just like come over and suck his dick. Yes. And, then and so then I asked him how many girls he'd been with in total. There were four other chicks he had fucked. And I'm like, okay, so you expect me to come over even though you are fucking other girls but you expect me to just be chill to come over and suck your dick and he said yep i just want you to be one of the people that comes over to suck my dick so then i tell him all my friends told me to drop wasn't him. he the one while we were in amsterdam who was who told you like I want to be the only guy that you're with. Not only that, he wanted to be just like fully exclusive. Like he was upset. Like he what? Was, he okay, was that obs- makes me think that he would have cheated on you. Yeah. No, he would have been cheating on you the whole time. Yes. He was the one who was like obsessively messaging me. Oh, and get Do this. Do you think these other girls know that he's hooking up with other people? I have no idea. And frankly, I don't care. Per. Um, but so in fact, when I, when I went over to see him, um, after, after we hung out in Amsterdam, after he had been like texting me obsessively, cause you saw, he was texting me oh, obsessively. Yeah. He literally said, um, the night that I got there when we were hanging out, he texted me when I said I was gonna like send him something later. He said later is now like f- fucking six hours after our last conversation. Um, damn. <laughs> yeah. And so I, when I get over to his place... I'm not peeing, I'm pouring yeah. wine in a Perrier glass for context, if you can hear that. Yes. I didn't want people to think I was, like, taking the piss, like, <laughs> literally, Fair. while I was on Fair. air. Apologies, on air, in quotes. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Um, 
he he literally he asked me this when I I said like oh I was in Amsterdam with a friend had a great time because of course he he expected me to take time out of my trip my weekend trip to sext him but I go over to his place and he's like so did you and your friend share a guy in Amsterdam or anything and I was like no what would have led you to that conclusion like is is what an interesting question what that is something that i i'm really looking to use this response to something which is what an awful thing to say why would you say that to me because it makes the person be like oh i'm a piece of shit like what is odd thing to say why would you say that i know he uh so there's a really great expression in french that is it's sarcastic it's tu m'étonnes which means you stun me, but it's supposed to be when someone does something that doesn't surprise you at all. So that Oh, Grace and I have my friend Grace, who I co-host this podcast with. We have a thing where we tell when someone says something and they're just like either like mansplaining something to you or just like going off and like on the stupidest banal shit and you let them get their whole thing out and you just look them dead in the face and go riveting. Well, now yeah. Now you can say tu m'étonnes and they don't even know you're dissing them in another language. Did I say it right or did I say it? Tu m'étonnes. It's like... Tu m'étonnes. Tu m'étonnes. Tu m'étonnes. Yeah. Okay. I'll get better. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it's kind of... It's, so, it's supposed to sound like stun, you know? Tu m'étonnes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Please continue. Uh-huh. Um, but... Yeah, so we asked if he asked if we shared a guy in Amsterdam, and I was like, "No, we didn't." They're like, "Do you think they explored each other's bodies? (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys kiss?" For context, we didn't. Yeah. Um. Wait. Remember when someone said that I kissed someone at what uh, Camp Duncan? Oh my God! No, I don't remember this. Yeah, someone. So I don't even remember who it was. Spunk. I th- we were the one with, like, Sam Erskine's mom and Emily Kelly's mom, and we started the face mask train. I literally can't even remember. Okay. I can't. We were the one closest to the boys' cabin. I literally, I remember nothing Continue. from that trip. No, it's... What a great trip. I literally... For context, Camp Duncan is when, in fifth grade, we went for a weekend to a... We took on school buses and went for a weekend at a stay away, sleepaway summer camp in, like, the fall... Of our fifth grade year and of our fifth grade year, um, <laughs> it was a big thing. It was a, it was a huge thing. Apparently, they don't even do it anymore. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know why, but it was super fun, and we like did outdoor activities, which I loved I bet it someone ruined it for everyone else. I'm sure they fucking did, or like COVID just put a stop to oh, it or true. something. But um, I'm, it was like people were like against it before COVID too, um, but after us because I don't even know what's going on with parents right now. I don't even want to know. I don't want to go into education. I'm like literally. I'm like, oh, it scares me. I, like, literally praise anyone who does. Anyway, long story short is it was this, like, weekend away in fifth grade. And, like, for me, like, I, I know you didn't go to sleepaway camp, but I didn't go to sleepaway camp either. And I desperately wanted to after watching The Parent Drop for the oh, first time as a child. And I, for context, if you haven't heard me say this on air before, I have, like, dark red hair just like Lindsay Lohan does. So, and I am obsessed with Lindsay Lohan. Um, she's, she's literally not fallbacks, she, but like that—that's your like when people look at like Ken or Patrick Bateman and they're like, "He's so me." Like it's, it's me and it's Lindsay Lohan like licking a knife or like <laughs> lighting a picture of her and the tabloids on fire. Yes. Like there are so many pictures of Lindsay Lohan on my Pinterest board. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> but like, um, conduct point of case in point, I was like, "That is me. I am her. I want to be Lindsay Lohan." And so I saw her in the Parent Trap, and I was like, "I need to go to sleepaway camp." And that's why Camp Duncan was like the greatest weekend of my life when I was ten. Anyway, please continue. Um, so there was a rumor that you kissed someone at Camp Duncan. Yeah, and it's like, bro, I it? had no... I don't even remember. I was had, it a guy or a girl? I, literally, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember who spread the rumor. I don't remember who I supposedly kissed. It's like, me, holeless. Like, I, nobody we had a... We were 10, for context. Yes. No, we were 10. But nobody had a crush on me or anything that whole time. Like, I found out that Jay Montgomery had a crush on me in fifth grade, and I cried. No. <laughs> I found out outside Miss Corbett's math class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, remember like Channels of Challenge or what was yes, it? Yes, dog. I was in Channels of Challenge. Yeah, because Channels of Challenge was being a gifted child before you knew what any of that meant. And if you were in yeah. Channels of Challenge, you most likely are like a burned out academic at this point. Yeah. And on probably either in therapy or on SSRIs or both. 
Yeah, that that we shit. were in channels of challenge English together. Sorry to interrupt you. Yes, there was um, math and there was English. I mean, I had. I'm kind of no. I'm very glad that I wasn't um, in CFC math though, because Mr. Pansini, literally one of my favorite teachers I've ever had. He was a sweetheart. Yeah, he was the best. And then. So my uncle was the art teacher. Yes, um, Mr. Dinas. Yes. This is in middle school. Yeah. Yes. Fast forward for context. And no, the funniest part about that is so do you know what my uncle's favorite band is? Wilco. Yeah. Oh, so I did tell you that. Oh no, I just knew that from Wait. being in his class. No. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took his ceramics class. It was awesome. You play Wilco. Dude, me, Joy DeLumo, um, this kid Gavin White, who now is like a white supremacist, um, and Morgan Latko would like sit together and like make make pottery. Yeah, because I... if you know those names, you know that that's such a ragtag group of people. Like, <laughs> if you know those names, if you are from Park Ridge and you know those names, you know that that's such a raw group. Yeah, I totally forgot Actually, that he would like play Wilco in yes! class. Though be, I, he played all the time. He's like he wore Wilco T-shirts. I was, and then Mr. Taglia once played it in the lunchroom, like, on, like, a rainy day, like, when we couldn't go outside, he would play, play YouTube videos on the TVs that we had just gotten in the lunchroom, and it, he would play Wilco, and I was like, oh, okay, that exists. Cool. Because, so the thing is, we talked about this, Wilco and John Hughes movies are the closest thing that Park Ridge has to culture. True. But I, like, um, so... And us, obviously. Yes. <laughs> and, yes, of course. But literally one of my, like, closest ride-or-die friends... I'm taking friends, a candid photo of you. Just keep Of talking. course. <laughs> one of my closest ride-or-die friends is Jeff Tweedy's son. Um, because we, like... So back when I was, like, figuring out my Judaism story, I'm converting, but I'm also Ashkenazi. So, like... Can you explain that to me um, as someone who's raised Catholic? <laughs> so... There's, um... I know that Ashkenazi... I thought Ashkenazi's, Ashkenazi was, like, a portion of, like... Yes, it's Eastern Europe. Okay. And then, yeah, I knew that. Um, so there's a lot of, like... Like, the, Hungary, parts of yes. Russia, and like, then, Ukraine. So the, okay. the distinction between Sephardim and Mizrahim is kind of strange, because Mizrahim, it's technically, like, Arab and Levantine countries, like, um, you know, Lebanon, Syria, stuff like that. Uh, so the, uh, the Sephardim are the ones who ended up in Portugal and Spain until, like, the Inquisition, and then they got forced into North Africa, like, um, Algeria, Morocco, uh, places like that. Mm -hmm. And then the Mizrahim are the ones that, like, they kind of, they never really left Israel. Because, uh, so the dispersion happened when um, all the, most of the Jews basically ended up leaving Israel because they were forced out. Um, so these are just like the kind of the migration patterns that most followed. And then some ended up in Ethiopia, you know, it's like, it's yes, a, I do know about that. Yes. It's really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, but so most of the Jews in France are Sephardim because, um, I don't think anyone's going to have that hard of a time asking themselves why the Ashkenazim didn't want to go back to France. After the war. Because yeah, that's literally... Use some, use some cognitive thinking skills there. We're not going to take time out of the pod to explain it to you. Yeah. that They left and they didn't come back. Um, and so it's Sephardi... But Sephardi guys are so hot. They're so fucking sexy. Would you say that Sephardi guys are the most of the guys that you have been hooking up with? Um, no. Who's an example of one of the guys you've been hooking up with that I know of? That um, is a Sephardi. Do I, no, do I have an example or no? I haven't, like, I... <sighs> it's not that important. No, yeah, because I, um, I haven't hooked up with as many Jewish guys as I've just, like, sexted with. Um. Oh, just in general, like, the ones that I know of. In, like, yeah. The, the, like, Scott Brown multiverse. Yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even know, um... My sex life has been so weird lately, and... Uh, it's 2023. I think 2023 has all whooped us all in the ass. If anyone else yeah. is right now not having a weird sex life, then, like, you're lucky. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, I literally... I wrote a whole song in French about Guillaume, and he's never gonna hear that shit, because he's a loser. He is a loser. But I wrote Good, a finally fucking, you're listening to me. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a banger 
about it. Because, like, you can take me out of Berkeley, but you can't take the Berkeley out of me. Per. Um, and so, yeah, um, that is, I mean, it's just weird living my life in French. And, um, because it's been two months since we last saw each other. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and so I've started to, like, kind of Feels have like a life here. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to, like, pick up with you after that time has passed. Exactly, exactly, because now I've finally, like, I have kind of a routine, stuff like that. Um, so it's it's a vibe. It's chill. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. I really just... I feel like I'm on solid ground for the most part, you know. Um, also, one second. We're going to pause, and this is going to be off the record. Okay, so that pause actually ended up being, it's the following morning. We had quite the adventure last night. It all started with two bottles of white wine. We didn't eat literally like half a bottle of white wine between yes, the two but, of us. <laughs> yes, but we we had the bottles and that's what mattered. <laughs> yes. Um, cause so we're drinking and I just realized I accidentally did the exact same thing you're doing right now. Like we're one arm behind the head, other <laughs> arm with the mic to the mouth. Laying in Scout's bed, just, like, rotting. We had our... Well, because I don't think the hostel counts as a sleepover, but we had our first proper sleepover in, like, fucking... Years. Yeah, like, a, <laughs> like, a, a, like a, a decade. <laughs> Almost. Yes. Like, we were just, like, having... Hostels, like, feel like you're at Girl Scout camp, and, like, what well, when you're in a hostel room with all women, if you're in a hostel room with, like scary european men like i i'm afraid of that i'm not sharing hostel rooms with other women but like otherwise i'm nervy but um that's like being at sleepaway camp and like this is like the first sleepover i've had in like years i love that but yeah so we are indulging in this wine and my lightweight self is like you know what we need to do I need to take you through Paris on a little walk because Guillaume's neighborhood is very cute. We saw the Eiffel Tower. Um, But I decided we needed to put a note on his doorstep saying that I needed my jacket back. In the process, we encountered some hijinks. Oh, my God. It was literally, like, like, not even, like, I don't even know. Like it was just the like fact that the toilet thing wasn't the weirdest thing that happened last night. There was this public night. toilet, and the door was broken, but we didn't realize the door was broken until my pants were already down, and I was yeah seeing. to like, your ankles, bro. Oh damn! <laughs> like I was like I had to go, and it was like there's these public toilets in France that like have automated doors that like roll open and then roll shut, but like it's not like you had any manual control on them, and I'm like literally like. The door just, like, starts opening, and we're just like, what? And then Scout's, like, cu- guarding me. And no one was around, but, like, and I really had to go, but it was, I was just like, what the fuck? And the fact that that's not even, that's, like, whatever. Yeah. That was, like, no big deal. I, yeah, it was no big deal, because I covered you. And then, so we're, like, halfway there, and we just stop in the first bar we see, because we decide we're not fucked up enough. So I got two gin tonics you got two vodka mules yeah um and we had some okay food it was all like and i low-key got food poisoning from the food and threw up in a garbage can um not even from alcohol i wasn't even that drunk i was just like i don't know what it is but every time i eat a chicken sandwich in paris i feel ill yeah um anyway yeah and so and wait you texted this guy that we went to elementary school and yes. middle school with to be like, we're hanging out. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I, it, it just happened. I needed somebody to bear witness. It was so funny. Like, oh, uh, my God. The fact that I haven't, like, you know what? Yes. Jack Deslin, if you're out there and you're listening to my podcast, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jack Deslin, you will always be famous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, and I, um, like I said, I'm a, this whole night is contingent around the fact that I am a lightweight, because, um, like, on my way to his place, I have to pee behind some shrubs, 
And then the closer I get, I realize I have to pee again. And I I figured what better spot to the point of like actively holding it anywhere else till I got to his door. You were like really holding it for like a good 15 minutes. Yeah. I I was determined. We were speed walking. We, we were just like we were hot girl walking like yes. in an insane way. It was it was hot. Um and so I um I put up the note and for a refresher it says Guillaume give me my jacket back. And on the other side, it thinks, do you, or it says, do you really think you're the only hot Jewish guy in Paris with a big dick? Um, so that is on his door. And we taped the fuck out of that. Yeah. Like a picture of Scout holding a kitchen knife that we brought for, like, protection. Taping up the poster with, like, all this fucking tape and, like, spouting some shit in French. Yes. Um, so. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> it's classic. It is classic. And so I send this to my best Jewish friend here and also my only Jewish friend here. And she tells me she just matched with him on J-Swipe. Because Paris Jewish community, it's big, but it's not that big. Yeah, it's like Hollywood. Like, every, everyone, it's like high school. Like, everyone kind of vaguely knows each other. <laughs> yes. All the stereotypes are, like, kind of true. but Not true enough for there to cause any kind of concern, but true enough where we do kind of all know each other. But that's because there's not that many of us. Um, so she matches with him, and we configure a plan for us to um, to go together. And also... The reason that he ghosted me was because I told him all my friends told me to drop him. So couldn't handle the heat. Yeah, and so I'm gonna be couldn't showing up with my homie. Like I I I got Leah on retainer. Like this is my homie that told me to drop you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And she was one of the first people too to tell me. Um so <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope he gets his karma. I also wouldn't mind if he laid me pipe again, but I'm also kind of scared of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I know. Dilemmas. Dilemma. Because he's... Here's the thing. He's not as... He's not even as hot as the two doppelgangers of him that I found. Like, they're both objectively better looking than him, but he's still hot. And I just can't help myself. Um, so there was that. And then we are, like, drunk as hell. And um, I put on Pierrot Le Fou. You can give context for your introduction to Anna Karina. Yes. Like, this is a movie that I was going to watch in a film class, and then I dropped it, lol. Um, for your internship, right? For my internship, yeah. But I also, like, did not like the professor at all. She, like, was like, dude, I was leading the discussion more than she was. And I was like, this isn't fun, and I fully took this for fun, so fuck this. Um, and I fully still... I'm glad I made that choice, but I'm glad I finally got to watch the movie, and, like, it's, like, if Wes Anderson did, like, a bunch of coke and then, like, ran with that, like, and was also French. Yeah. Like, it was, it's, like, really aesthetically pleasing, and I like watching it, like, and even though I have no idea what they're saying, I don't really have to. Like, I still get the vibe. Yeah, it's... It's, Watching a movie purely based on vibes. Yes. Yes. It literally, <laughs> exactly it that, it, it was the vibe. Um, and I ended up crying because I was just thinking about how, like, Anna kind of intervenes on, in my life on my behalf. So this is the story that you've been waiting for that I didn't want to, or, well, we agreed that I was going to wait to tell her this story until we got on the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because... I have paranormal encounters with Anna Karina very frequently. Like you believe, you believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. And it, it's to the point where one of my friends literally said, like, um, of all the, like, guardian angels you could possibly have looking out for you, yours is Anna Karina. Um, 
because she's an Anna fan. And so my, um, I have like a very tight knit friend group from my Berkeley summer program five years ago, Kiara, Autumn and Kai. I love them with my whole heart. And this summer I was subletting Kiara's roommate's room. Um, so we got to live together and it was really, really special. Um, but we, uh, so she lives in Hong Kong and she was there for Christmas break. Um, she was working over the break at Ikea. Um, word. Yes. <laughs> Cause she's a girl boss. And, um, so there were multiple posters for this film festival around. It wasn't specifically a French film festival, but it was just, it was kind of like a beautiful women themed, <laughs> uh, film festival. And there were three posters in different spots around the city. But the one poster that it wasn't even like close to her place. It was just, it was close to the public transportation where she had to pass by there in order to go anywhere. Um, that poster had Anna on it and like, she couldn't avoid it. Like, damn. Yeah. And the other two posters around the city didn't even have Anna on it. This was the only one with Anna on it. And she like stopped in her tracks, sent me a picture. Um, when she first saw it, she was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And the same day. So you have to remember Anna Karina was on the brain at all times. Cause there was a two month period where I had nothing better to do. I was taking time off from school and I was just fully balls deep in my research era. So what I was doing was I was getting obscenely high every single day. I was hanging out um, at my mom's place and I was just, I was smoking so much weed. I was doing edibles. I was like getting majorly fucked up every day. And what I would be doing was I would be combing through databases. I would be reading journals. I would be reading magazine entries. I would be reading, um, let me think. Uh, I mean, I, um, I chronologically organized all of my Anna Karina magazines that I own physically. Um, and I did a timeline of her life. I did, um, in two months of just getting ridiculously high, I did in detail 32 and a half years of her life. Um, and I was just getting belligerently high every single fucking day. Um, and so it was a really, really, really great time. But I was talking about Anna all the time. I was thinking about Anna all the time, like Anna Karina on the brain at all times. So I was going back in my DMs that I had with her manager. And this is the same day that, um, that I, had that conversation with Kiara. I was going back with the DMs I had with her manager um, for nostalgic purposes. And um, I noticed that that summer, because um, I sang for Anna, I showed her an original song. I sang acapella when I saw her because I just wanted her to hear my voice and I wanted her to hear something I'd written, um, which is crazy enough in itself. I had balls of steel. But later, mm -hmm. later that summer, I sent her agent a video to show to her of me singing in an open mic um, and singing an original song I wrote. And you know who was playing guitar in that video that I sent to her agent to show her? Who? Kiara. No way. And then, like, it's a like a 12-hour time difference. And so by the time she wakes up, she reads the message. I totally forgot Anna Karina knew who you were. Because <laughs> it's all in the same day that this happens. Um, and I, I literally just had totally forgotten that that happened. And so I just think that was, that couldn't have been anything short of Anna saying hi to her. And she realized how freaky that was. Like, Anna just, she has a way of intervening on my behalf and bringing me closer to people in my life. She, like, keeps tabs on me. That's crazy. I think, like, paranormal encounters are so interesting. I've only, like, ever had one in my life. What was it? Uh, <sighs> I might have told this on the pod before, but, um... If so, I don't remember, but it was during 2020 when everyone was really into rando nodding, and 
My two of my friends and I were driving around in my car and like bored, so we we're like, let's try it. And we tried it once and it didn't really work. And then we tried it again. We were like, okay, well, let's really set an intention and manifest this one thing. And like we just like really zoned in and like thought. And so that we chose the word peace, and it took us to a random neighborhood, like random neighborhood in this like other suburb near us and it's like a super like it looks like back rooms like you know like this place has like a weird energy to it yeah and we're there and all the houses look exactly the same we're like what the fuck and my friend goes oh my god you guys holy shit look out the window and we look and in the window of the house is a child's drawing from online school of a piece a hand doing a peace sign like colored and taped to the window with like other children other children's art but isn't that crazy yeah and like that was the address it took us to i was like that's nuts yeah that's nuts all i can think to say to that um i i mean i could never drive so i never was like (laughs) i i never had the chance i couldn't drive and i had studied abroad my first semester of junior year because i was in like the middle of nowhere france for like four months um and in fact like the other day i was just Wait, with... junior year of high school yeah um yeah i studied in <clears throat> middle of nowhere because in oak park in the apartment building i was living in i had like they weren't like neighbors but they lived a few floors down from me and they were a french family and i was babysitting their kids they were here for um, a promotion that the dad got, but then they went back to France, and the wife was a school teacher, so she was like, oh, you should um, you should totally come and stay with us for, like, a semester. So I did that. That's dope. Yeah. It was great. Um, it was really awesome. Uh, I mean, it, at the time, it was really difficult, but because uh, it was a huge adjustment, it was like very yeah. rural. Do I you know. feel that? <laughs> yes, um, I'm sure you would. But it was, although it was kind of a surreal moment for me, it was just such a beautiful area. It was so special. Um, and so my friend from that uh, part of my life who lived down there with me, um, he came to Paris, introduced me to a friend of his The friend is cute too. I like, I low key. I have so many like options right now. It like decent options too. Like there are a few guys that would like give me the world. And yet I'm still hung up on a Jewish guy with a nine inch dick. <sighs> happens to the best of us happens to the best of us. That Jewish boy swag. J-boy swag. J-boy swag. They call me J-boy swag. Yeah. They they hate to see a J-boy winning. <laughs> <laughs> they hate to see J-boy walking they, with this much swag. Yes. Um, so, like, the Azalea, bu- or Azalea um, Banks thing where it's like, I need a bump of Coke, fish, um, fish and chips with malt vinegar, and Jewish dick. Like, that's me coded um experience now i want fish and chips uh we get fish and chips later can we get something fried yes good yes for breakfast (laughs) oh my gosh yes trust me um i just i can't believe we're sitting in my apartment post sleepover um like (laughs) we i walked like eight miles yesterday how many how much and the majority of that was just last night I will... Like, I I don't even... We were just, like, going around Paris, like, on a mission. Yes. Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah, 7.6 miles. I... Damn. Because... Um... So, some of the time I walked, um, was... There was, like two and a half miles that it was me going to school and me going back so i'm sure that um there's probably a couple miles on your thing that's probably like you getting to the train station and doing your field trip and stuff Um, yeah kind of but like at the same time like also 
I don't know where a lot of that came from if you walked two miles earlier. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. Cause fuck was I doing? But yeah. Because so from from five to six, um, I I walked, and then so from nine to ten p.m. we walked two point four miles, um, and then on half a mile from ten to eleven, and then a mile from eleven to twelve. So. We walked, um... Let's do some math here. We, 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 walked, <laughs> we walked four miles okay. together. So half of that. Yes. Okay. Remember looking at our health apps together after Amsterdam yeah, walking? Yeah, Amsterdam, we walked, like, what was it, nine miles? Something like that. It was, yeah, to get to the flea market. Yeah, it was crazy. Because um, we were just having adventure after adventure. And a- this is literally, I mean, I knew it would be Amsterdam Part 2, but I had no idea just how Amsterdam Part 2 this would be. This was raw as fuck. Like, that, and that was just last night. Yeah. I got here, for context, I got to Paris. Like, I arrived at the train station at, like, 7.10 p.m. So this is literally 7.10 p.m. and beyond. Yeah. Like, we're about to have an insane... Hey. <laughs> yeah all right i feel like that's a good we're gonna that's a good off jumping off point to yeah, start the day we'll catch you guys back later in the day or yes. tomorrow morning i don't even know at this point <laughs> okay it's literally like two and a half weeks later that i'm finally finishing this episode i missed my train back to luxembourg from paris and ended up having to panic get a flix bus literally like screamed at scout over the phone because i was so fucking stressed out and nonetheless scout came to my rescue yet again just like amsterdam to help calm me down so shout out scout for just being a good friend while i finish this episode in my bed um but i wanted to uh scout and i have been talking and i wanted to finish up with their ins and outs so scout's song for the episode is hotline bling uh, Scout's in is Moroccan oil shampoo, and they're out is Guy, is I, I don't know if we could say his name. Her ex, who's um, who the letter that we put on his door, um, that's her out. Um, my in not right now as I'm recording this, but definitely for this week for the weekend that I spent there was definitely baggy like my sweat set i was i had a field trip to metz that weekend um which is why i'd gone to paris for the third time um and i bought a matching sweat set just i don't know what it was and literally i I lived in it the entire time i was in paris so and ran around paris hammered in my sweat set with my q-tip hat if you know what that is so Yeah, there you go. That's probably my in. And then my out for that weekend would probably be taking off my makeup. Um, I wore this. I think I had the same makeup on my face for like two and a half, three days. That was really creative of me. And then a song that I have to represent that weekend um, besides Hotline Bling um would probably be this is a really good song so definitely give it a listen i feel like that's definitely really described my time abroad but specifically that weekend um it's called wonder by n attendant anna ana um it's definitely in french so n attendant anna but that was awesome and then yeah I, i would say that that is the song that i think really resonates with that weekend for me and yeah in out all right so i wanted to close off this episode a movie that literally took scout and i like two days to watch was um again an anna karina movie directed by jean-luc godard pure le fou and i wanted to close off this episode with my review of it so while i was watching that movie it was like i i think my first introduction to film as an art form rather than as a source of entertainment was through wes anderson when i was in middle school and i watched the grand budapest hotel for the first time i remember seeing trailers for it when it came out when i was younger and i was so excited to finally be where my parents to let me watch it because i'm pretty sure it was an r-rated movie and i've since seen the majority of wes anderson's movies i've branched out into world of film i applied to 
one of the top film schools in the country couldn't go because it was so atrociously expensive and yada, yada, yada. So long story short, that like really did spark my love of film and my, I don't know, I guess interest in what a movie can be beyond a source of entertainment. And it's still an interest of mine. Um, and I had heard of Godard and I had heard of the French new wave and just the aesthetic behind it and that like film students were really pretentious about it, but I'd actually never seen a French new wave movie myself. So I was really excited to finally give one a watch. Um, and for the most part, we watched it without subtitles, um, per scout's recommendation. And even though I don't speak French fluently, I was able to figure out what was going on, even though it's a movie where literally nothing makes sense. Half the time, the dialogue doesn't even go with the movie, and it's just, like, some pretentious... Actually, I don't mean to say pretentious. I mean, like, Goodard was pretentious. That's, like, the bane of the movie is being pretentious. But, um, I like, sometimes it's just words that don't really make sense with what's going on on the screen at all. And it's just, like, some, like, weird poetic thing, which is, like, part of what makes the movie cool. It was definitely a cool movie. I liked it a lot. Um, and it definitely makes you ponder quite a bit, but I would say that it really was fine that I didn't speak French because I was still able to get the vibe of the movie and I feel like I was less focused on reading and Scott was able to translate for me so, um, when I needed, so that was totally fine. Um, and... It was a really cool experience just watching a movie like that in Paris with my friend who speaks French and is so immersed in French culture and like the background of the movie. So that was really cool as well. Um, and I, where was I going to go with this? Oh yeah. So I could definitely see like through having like really gone into film on Wes Anderson movies, how similar it was to Jean-Luc Godard and how, his style and how that movie was had definitely translated into indie films that I've seen currently, especially Wes Anderson. Um, I feel like it's incredibly reminiscent of um, Pure LeFou. I feel like it's very similar to Moonrise Kingdom. (coughs) Excuse me. I have a bit of a cold that I got since I was in Dublin, but that episode will be out shortly. Um, But if I don't release both of these episodes together at the same time, like minutes apart, but we'll see. Um, So I could definitely see like through like his long frame shots or um, like the scene specifically that I was reminded of is when in Moonrise Kingdom, they're writing the letters and it's just the letters, the actors reading them like voiceover. And it's like, dear Susie, when dear Sam, where, or vice versa. And, that really reminded me of it or like the long shots in the field and how they're kind of escaping their reality and on this kind of, um, God, what the hell are their names? Why do I want to say Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp? That's not what I'm thinking of. Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde. They're both kind of like this Bonnie and Clyde archetype of fleeing what they know and being hunted down by the law, but also being this like, attraction as a couple and just being fucking bananas and like i don't know it was just a really cool movie and i mean did i understand it 100 percent? no absolutely not can i now say that i've watched a cool movie that not a lot of other people have yes i can i felt great added this movie to my letterbox um felt fucking awesome adding a french movie in there that was pretty dope um so yeah i definitely think that even though i don't really speak any french i would like to watch a lot of these movies more in the future and i don't think i would really need subtitles to watch them um but yeah so if you like wes anderson and you like moonrise kingdom specifically i would definitely recommend pure lefou um i really liked it And it was an overall good experience. I think it just really characterized the weekend of the two of us gallivanting around Paris and the two main characters gallivanting around the country, running away from the police and just like stealing things. Even though Scout and I weren't really doing anything illegal, we didn't steal anything. Um, We didn't hurt anyone. We didn't like crash cars into the ocean or anything. Um, It still just kind of felt like we were running around and 
doing our own little scurrying business. But I don't know if this sounds like Valley Girl of me. I feel like my voice has sounded very Valley Girl um, within this week because I'm very congested. But um, I really like the movie and I think it really enhanced my experience of the weekend as well. I feel like that was a very, um, like I, if you're lucky enough to be on my Finsta, uh, which <laughs> this will not be relevant to a lot of you, but um, on my Finsta, I like posted some pics of us together and so captioned it, healing my inner child in Paris, which I feel like is a very accurate description of what we were doing. And uh, Scout's mom sent over some pictures of us as kids, like in elementary school, early middle school of us hanging out and dressing up for Halloween. And it, it was just really cute. I think it's crazy that um, the two of us have come so far in our lives. And as I said earlier in this episode, I think it's very important to maintain friendships or at least if not maintain them, then reconnect with people who knew you when you were young. Cause I feel like they've seen so many sides of you and they still can appreciate you for who you are. So um, if you knew me before the age of 11, shout out. Um, but yeah, I think that was an incredibly brief overview, but it's just me again, solo. So it's not like I can really have a riveting discussion on this. I wish we could have finished the episode together, but alas, we overslept and dawdled and dilly dallied. And then I missed my train and then we ate crepes next to an outdoor gym at the bus stop. So you win some, you lose some, but overall, great weekend, great movie, 10 out of 10. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye.